Hello, everyone. Happy November 1st. Ew. How are we in a new month already? I feel like time is just going by so fast but slow at the same time. This past week was so slow for me. I, I'm i recovering from being sick, so if you hear me sniffle and cough here and there, I'm apologizing in advance. I don't know what I had. I took two COVID tests, came back negative, thought it was allergies, it ain't allergies, and now mucus is just my life right now. Um, so last week was pretty long. But anyways, getting off topic already. Hi, everyone. My name is Emmy freaking Moore, and this is Saved Not Soft, a Christian podcast where we talk about all things Jesus, culture, and just how to navigate the Christian lifestyle. I'm so excited that you guys are here today and joining me in this conversation. And if you haven't been here before and this is your first time, hi, I'm Emmy. <laughs> uh, I hope you love it here. And if you don't, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. Um, but I, I, I know I say I'm excited. This is only my third week. I really, <laughs> I really can't say I say this every time. But so far, I keep saying every time, like, I'm so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. But I really am. Like, I am just overly excited. Just the topics and the revelations that the Lord has given me, I'm so hyped to talk about. And today, we're going to be talking about anxiety. And to people who have been follow me for a long time, I've received a lot of messages from people with how to battle anxiety. This is a huge um, stumbling block in my life that is distancing my relationship with God. I don't know how to stop being anxious. Like, yes, I believe in God, but I'm scared. I'm fearful. I overthink. I can't sleep at night. And this is something I've struggled with my whole life. And I would like to say that anxiety has been my biggest stumbling block when it came to Christianity and um, and finding trust in the Lord. And since God has revealed to me the true nature of anxiety, I have now, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I could even say this like a year ago. I have now conquered this thing. I have now conquered this thing. And I would tell myself, like, Emmy, you still get anxious here and there. Okay, sure. But for the most part, I, I've i conquered and, and, and stabbed this thing down through the grace and by the mercy of God. And I want to share with you guys um, my experience with anxiety, what anxiety really is, what it looks like, why it's straight from the devil, from the spit, the hot spit of the freaking devil. It's just like hot saliva. It's just sticky, gross, and disgusting. And uh, I, I know how important this topic is because anxiety is, besides from depression, the most common mental illness that people struggle with. That and depression, and I'm going to do a different episode on depression uh, one day, but I, w- I want to hit it with anxiety first because I found this study and it says that anxiety is, from what I've put together, this is my terminology, is the quote-unquote gateway drug to every other single mental illness. Isn't, ain't that crazy? Except for um, being a psychopath. Because psychopaths don't fear anything. But everything else... 
Anxiety is the gateway drug. What do I mean by that? Um, Know how people will say weed is the gateway drug for you to start doing all these other things and et cetera, whatever. It's the same thing with anxiety. It starts with anxiety and it leads to everything else. So um, this is a big deal. And 3.6% of the world's population is diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. That that's diagnosed. That's that's kind of freakish. That's 264 million people. Do you know how much people that is? This is this isn't something anxiety is just something that's in the US. This is a universal worldwide problem of a lot of people who are fearful and scared and overwhelmed and overthinking. And it's lacking the truth, which is Christ. So I want to reintroduce Jesus, why we shall not be scared whatsoever. We should not be anxious or overwhelmed because we have the power and the willingness and the grace and the mercy of Lord Jesus Christ with us. And with him, who shall we fear? And it's easier said than done because I could say this right now and like you guys are like, okay, yeah, I know God's with me, but why am I still tripping over everything i want to dive into a few things um first i think i should share my my own experience i've had with anxiety and what anxiety looks like in my life so i i've always been a very anxious fearful person that lacks security if you know me or if you've been around me i am on my sixth I am on my sixth sense 24-7. All eyes around me. I'm hyper aware, hyper cautious. I'm the type, if you put me in a room, like five minutes in, I already know my escape route if something were to happen. I overthink and overanalyze every single little thing because I'm scared something bad is always going to happen to me. Or or I was scared. I'm not scared no more. Uh, but I I was terrified that someone was always out to get me and I'm not gonna sit here and like cap I'm gonna be super straightforward and raw with my experience so um I didn't I didn't realize how fearful I was and how fearful my environment was until I got older so I grew up around um very anxious people so my mom is very very anxious and she deals with anxiety and so does her brother and so does her mom I haven't really asked them if it goes beyond that but I bet it does (laughs) I bet it does go um go beyond that and I I I started to notice that a lot of the same reactions my family would have would, would be would be the same reactions I would have so um and and just noticing how fear was always implemented in my life and how this taught me to be scared of freaking everything. So, for example, I um, know how parents say, don't touch that to, to their kids. My parents would say, don't touch that or this is going to happen to you and like scare me. I was always taught to to be scared of stuff. And this ain't my parents' fault. Like, how I said, like, I, this anxiety thing is from the devil. And it's so subtle. And you don't realize you're in it. And uh, since my parents were so scared, they made me so scared of everything. 
And um, I had my first anxiety attack when I was, what was sophomore year in high school? Like 15, 16. I was just really anxious and it felt like I was going to die. My first anxiety attack, my first panic attack, it just felt like I was going to die and it freaked me out. And I was like, what is going on? I don't like it. Figured out it was anxiety because the people around me knew what anxiety attacks looked like. I didn't know what that thing looked like whatsoever. And it freaked me out. And uh, since then, I started to notice my anxiousness. But that first panic attack I had, it was just all that builds up from the past years. And then it just being released all in one. And from there throughout high school, I was pretty anxious. Um, I wasn't, how do I explain it? I wasn't uh, having panic attacks every single day like that, but I did have anxiety every day and I did, um, I did have panic attacks here and there. Um, yeah, I, I was just really scared and I just always felt like something was out to get me and it actually got worse when I left high school and after I found Christ, which is so weird. This is how I knew it was from the devil because I found Christ and then the enemy was just like, let me find any way to freaking distract your walk with God right now. And as soon as I got saved, I got really anxious. Um, and even like before that, like before I got saved and like found Christ, if that makes sense, I was really anxious. So in 2020 in June, my anxiety turned into DPDR, which is depersonalization, derealization disorder, which is basically when your anxiety gets so bad that you feel like you are not connected to your physical body. I felt like I would look at my hands and these were not my hands. I would walk and felt like I wasn't walking. I felt like I wasn't real. I felt like if I were to jump off a cliff, nothing would happen to me and I would be fine. I just felt like Everything around me was not real. I just felt high 24-7. I felt like drunk and high 24-7. And even when I would speak, it didn't even feel like it was my words. I was just so detached from my body. It just felt like I was, I was in a dream 24-7. And I had that straight for six months. And it was the scariest thing. And it made me more anxious. And it fed more into my DPDR. That died down. And then my DPDR turned into panic attack disorder. And for the next six months, I had pan panic attacks one to three times a day. For six months, I had a panic attack one to three times a day. That was, that was the most, and here's the crazy thing. I had nothing to stress over. I mean, I did, but nothing to where it needed to result in a panic attack. One to three times a day. And uh, it was so bad to where I couldn't sleep in my bed by myself. I had to stay at my best friend's house. I slept with my best friend's mom. Like, that's how anxious I was. She's my godmom, so it's okay. But, like, I had to have people sleep with me. I couldn't stay at my house by myself even during the day. I always had to have someone around me because I just thought something bad was going to happen to me. My anxiety mostly stemmed from I just thought the most atrocious, traumatic thing was going to happen to me in like the middle of the day. <laughs> just so randomly. How freaking delusional. And I just, I just thought that 
my anxiety was going to kill me. Every time I had an anxiety attack, it literally felt like I was going to die. And it was terrifying. And um, it, it was hard to express. And it was hard for people to comfort me. And uh, that happened all the way up till last September. That is the last time I remember having like a real raw panic attack where I was like absolutely scared out of my mind. Because every time I had anxiety, it was because I was scared. Because anxiety is fear. When you're anxious, you're scared of something. The root of anxiety is fear. Okay. And th- that's going to be kind of the, the center around what we're talking about today is that we're battling fear here because that's what anxiety is. And, um, my, my anxiety stopped, uh, or it started to settle down in September of last year because I quit smoking and that played a huge part into why I was so anxious all the time because smoking was making me sick, but whenever I was anxious, I would smoke. How stupid. <laughs> so once I was able to actually quit smoking, I started to feel healthier. Y'all, I was 115 and I did not eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I smoked breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you knew me, especially 2020, 2021, I was a stick. I was a twig. No muscle, very fragile. And um, I, I, I started having little like epileptic mini seizures in my sleep because of how much I was smoking and it would give me so much anxiety like I was so unhealthy that that was making me more anxious and sick so um my health is what uh freaked me out I always just thought something bad was going to happen to me but I didn't know how to quit smoking and in September of um, 2021, I ended up getting delivered from smoking. The Lord delivered me and I'm over a year sober. I'm very freaking happy. I never want to go back to that thing. It actually puts a weird taste in my mouth when I even think about it. I can't even be around the smell. Like God is so real y'all because he was like, I'm taking this thing away from you. And when he took that, that puff bar away from me and that joint away from me, he took anxiety with that too. That was, that was like one of the, cause it was a coping mechanism I had when I was scared, you know? Um, and this is just a personal story. So after that, uh, God started to, cause I would still be anxious, but the Lord would reveal to me what I was really anxious over, what I was really, let's change the verbiage, fearful over. What was I so scared of? What am I still terrified of? You know? And, um, to this day, there's, there's times where temptation will still come up of, of anxiety and like, I should freak out over this, but the Lord immediately shuts it down because I'll be tempted with fear, but I won't give into it anymore. There's times where I'm not going to say I'm perfect and I'm just like, bow down to me, anxiety. But for the most part, I make that thing bow down before the Lord. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my little spiel on my experience with anxiety. So went from all general anxiety disorder to DPDR to panic attack disorder. It was terrible to now being in a position where I'm in a, in authority with the father to cast that thing down as soon as it comes up. Hallelujah. So good. So good. So one cycle 
I noticed I had with anxiety is I would have panic attacks for no reason. And I'm telling you, my chest would get tight. I would constantly feel like this lump in the back of my throat. I felt like just compressed, like my head was just compressed and just everything. Like my my hands would go numb and shake and close for no reason. All for anxiety. And I would just say, oh, it's it's just anxiety. It's just anxiety. It's just anxiety. When me saying that it's just anxiety was blinding me from the fact of the matter of what it actually was, which was fear. When I was just saying, oh, it's just anxiety, I'm blinding myself from the thing that's actually triggering me. So that cycle started happening where I would get panic attacks for no reason. I'm like, oh, it's just anxiety, it's just anxiety. And God was like, well, you're not supposed to have this. So let's see what's freaking you out and address it and go up to that thing. And that scared me. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, there, there is something deeper. This isn't just something that happens to you. This is something that you're experiencing and something that you're afraid of. And uh, God put me toe to toe with the things that I was scared of. And um, once I realized who God was, I was Once I understand who God was, I was able to find out who I was because he's made us in his image. So the characteristics that he has is the characteristics I'm supposed to have. And is God scary? And does God have anxiety? And is God fearful? No. Fear lacks truth. Being overwhelmed lacks truth. Overthinking lacks truth. And when you're anxious... And when you're in the midst of the storm and you can't see God at the end of the ten at the end of the tunnel, that darkness lacks light. And I was in just this pit of darkness, of lies, of trouble, of overthinking, and I had no truth to it whatsoever until I invited God to the darkness. And I said, God, I like this thing up because I can't do this no more. <laughs> I can't do this anxiety stuff no more. Uh, it's, it's so overwhelming. It makes me feel little and it makes me feel minuscule. And like everyone's bigger than me and I feel intimidated. And um, yeah, I, it, it's just nothing I know that God wanted me to be a part of. And I knew it was something that God didn't destined for me. I want to I want to give you guys an example in the Bible of what it means to be deceived and lied to because anxiety is a big fat group of words that are freaking lies that the enemy is just pulling out of his places that shall not be named to hurt you and to kill you because the enemy is going to kill, steal and destroy. So anxiety is just a cluster of words that are preying on your on your downfall, quite honestly. So I wanna I wanna give you guys um, an example in the Bible where lies just pull 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 to so Satan can deceive God's people, so he can come into the middle of the relationship that you have with Jesus. So the story I'm gonna give you is actually the first time we see someone being deceived. In, in, in the whole Bible, the first victims, 
and we're going to be talking about Adam and Eve, and we're going to be talking in, in Genesis 3. I love Genesis 3. I would like to say this is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. This has to be my favorite one. I could pull so many things from Genesis 3. I just think this whole chapter is just mind-blowing and boggling, and this is one of the revelations I've got from it, and, it, and it's, it's perfect for this situation. Okay, I'm going to read a lot. It is kind of a lot, okay? Now the serpent, oh wait, this is Genesis 3, 1, 13, okay? It says, now the serpent was more crafty than all of the other wild animals the Lord God has made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? Like, see how he says it like that? Did God really say? Makes you question, okay? That's the first thing. I'm gonna make you question. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from all the other trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent says to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Isn't that crazy that Satan said that to Eve when she was already like God? I swear, we... We are already in alignment with Christ and we're believing the words of the enemy that we're not like him. Oh, God doesn't want you to eat from this tree because you'll be more, you'll be like him and God's egotistical and God wants everything for himself. Baby, I'm already made in his image. Let's continue. Um... When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. Okay, this the whole last section of this part, I really need you guys to listen to. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking through the garden in the cool of day and they hid from him among the trees of the garden but the lord god called out to the man where are you he answered i heard you in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked so i hid he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten from the tree that i commanded you not to eat from the man said the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate from it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceives me and I ate. This is a whole story of, of them being lied to. And the first time they're afraid to be fearful. And why were they scared? Because they ate the tr from the tree, knowledge of good and evil, from Satan's tree, and it made them afraid. And they came to the realization that they were naked, oh my gosh, and hid, and hid in the bushes. And God's like, I know you here. Why are you tripping though? And they're like, because we ate from the tree and we saw we were naked and, and, and I hid because I was afraid. And God goes, no, 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 wait. Who told you you were naked because that wasn't me? 
Those aren't my words. Who the heck is telling you that you should be afraid? Who has told you that you are unworthy? Who told you that you are depressed? Who told you that you should be feeling this way, that you are nothing, that you are just a waste of time and space, that no one cares about you, that when you walk into a room, all eyes are on you? Who is telling you this? That is what God is asking you when it comes to your anxiety. Who is telling you you should be afraid of these things? Who is telling you that you should overthink about this? Because if God's not tripping, why am I? That's the title. Mm, I like that. If God's not tripping, why am I? Eve went out of her own way to eat from that tree because the devil got her tripping. And she ate from it. She, she ate from the tree because she got questioned about her relationship with God started to get all nervous, ate from the tree, and now she's afraid. Ate from the tree of Satan. Y'all want to gas on Eve so bad? Hold on. Y'all want to gas on Eve so bad about eating from, from the fruit, and you're just like, oh my gosh, if I was Eve, I would never do that. I got, I got this perfect garden, and I would just never eat that fruit. When you eat from the fruit of Satan every single day, don't sit here and lie. We so hypocritical. Oh, I can't believe Eve Eve ate from that tree. You do. Every time you're anxious and every time you're you're petty and mad and you don't want to share your chicken nuggets with your best friend, you're eating from a tree that's not from God. So don't sit here and say, oh, if I was Eve, you are Eve. I'm Eve. <laughs> we are easily deceived. This, this ain't nothing new. How, and I wanted to bring up the story because Satan's voice was so evidential. And Satan was evidential just just in general because he was a serpent. Satan was in a physical form in front of Adam and Eve, lying in front of their face, and they still believed him. How many times do we do that a day without seeing the physical form of him? The devil is such a lie, y'all. Such a lie. Mm-mm. I also like how I said the enemy is crafty. Anxiety is crafty, too. Anxiety is going to tell you everything that you should not be thinking of. A- anxiety will say all the things that, that you weren't thinking of. And just get you, get you to start tripping. So now that we know how the enemy uses anxiety and uses fear, because that's what it is. It's, it's making people scared and afraid. And I, and I said this last podcast, God is not scary. God does not make you afraid. That is all from the enemy. And now that we know that anxiety is fear, and that is the root, because we got to address the root here, which is fear. Now that we know what it is, how do we conquer that? Practically. Because you can see it for what it is, but still not know what to do about it and even be scared of the thing 
that is fear itself. Isn't that weird? You can fear fear. And based off of my own experience, this is what God has shown me that has helped me and um, guided me through through how to conquer anxiety. And uh, it's three steps, or I would say four. Knowing who is who, trusting in the Lord, reminding yourself in the midst of the battle, and repeat it. Because you just can't do this once and then you're good. It's going to keep coming. What do I mean by the first point, knowing who is who? You need to know what God's voice sounds like and what the devil's voice sounds like. And here's the cheat code. God tells the truth and he cannot lie. It says that in Titus 1, 2, he cannot lie. He does not lie and he will not lie. He can't. But the enemy, all he does is lie. Actually, there's no truth that resides in him. It all comes out as a lie. And I, and I put together some verses that, um, what's the word, that highlight, that highlights the voice of God and what the voice of the enemy sounds like. And so for God's voice, uh, Psalms 29, 3 through 4, the voice of the Lord is over the waters and the God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Titus 1-2, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. And 1 John 4-8, whoever does not love me does not know God because God is love. God is love. God is truth. It's like when you actually see anxiety for what it is, it's like, dang, now I feel stupid. Because it goes everything against what God is. Or at least that's how I felt. Once I started to realize like, this isn't just something that is happening to me. This is an attack. This is, this is an attack from the enemy that is trying to split my relationship with my father. It was like, how did I not catch on to this sooner? It's, anxiety makes you so delusional. Fear makes you so delusional. This is what I mean. Like The enemy will take anything out of his pockets to stab you. Um, John 8, 44 it says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his, his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Liar, liar, liar. That's what he, he just lies time after time after time. Those little anxious thoughts that pop up in your brain, a lie a lie because when I would have anxiety attacks I always thought I was gonna die I always thought something was gonna happen to me I'm I'm here ain't I that was obviously a lie coming from whose mouth what tree was I eating from when I was believing those lies those attacks from my anxiety I was eating from the tree of freaking Satan himself and I was grubbing out on that fruit because I saw, I saw no God in the midst of it. Because I was just so focused on my anxiety. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. To kill, steal, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. 
That is the enemy's assignment towards everybody. This is the enemy's assignment. He will do anything, and I mean anything, to disrupt your relationship with God. So once you're able to discern the voices, what is truth, what is not truth, I can recognize that this is a lie. I can recognize that this is what God says. Okay, what next? This is where you start to build trust in the Lord. Okay, God, I know what you say, what you say is true, so I'm going to reside in your truth. I'm going to believe your truth. And we shouldn't just trust in the Lord because he's right and righteous, but also because he cares for us. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for me? He wants to take my anxiety? Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Not only because he's right and he's your father, but because he loves you. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink and what shall we wear? But first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Stop focusing on the anxiety when you just need to be focusing on God because he's like, that ain't nothing to me. Keep your eyes here and I'll take care of that. That's what trusting in the Lord is. God's saying, keep your eyes on me, all the stuff that's bothering you. I'm going to take care of that. You don't have the power to, but I do. Just keep your eyes on me. Focus on me. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Why are you tripping, girl? You, you, you freaking, about, freaking out about 10 years from now? Be in the moment. Each day will worry for its own. That's Matthew 3 or Matthew 6, 31, 33 through 34 for y'all who wanted to know. And it's also a command to be courageous. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will always be with you wherever you go. The spirit dwells in me. He lives in me. And I'm going to be afraid when I have God inside of me? Who can conquer all? Who has already conquered all? Want to know something I love telling de- the devil when anxiety comes up is you already lost. You already lost. And since I am with Christ, I've already won because of him. Thank you, God. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 God is continuously with us, holding our hand, fighting our battles. And it's like we're we trying to get in the crossfire between, between God and Satan when we should just be standing behind God. Because God's like, I got this. I, I already got this. I already won. Just stand behind me. Keep your eyes on me. Stop looking at him and all these things he's trying to throw at you. Put on the full armor of God. Don't listen to the lies. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. Do not be deceived. You're being deceived. You're scared of this. Why? It's a lie. And the third one to repeat. Or not to repeat. To remind yourself in the midst of the battle. Because you could do all of this outside of you having anxiety. The anxiety will come to you. You forget everything that God has told you. 
because you're comfortable going to your quiet hiding place and crying yourself to sleep. Freaked out because, oh, I'm scared that this is going to happen. I'm anxious over this and I'm overwhelmed and this is going on in my life. And God's like, "Ah, let me help you. Let me help you. But you're so wrapped up in this dark closet with just fear and overthinking and what people are going to say that just flutters and goes around you when we need to have our eyes on the Father. And instead of just residing with all of that fear and anger and overthinking, in that moment, you need to remind yourself, I know who God is, so I know who I am, and I know what anxiety is, and I know it's attacking me right now because it wants to ruin my relationship with the Father. So I'm not going to give into it. Easier said than done. Let me tell you, because this took me months, and this is step number four. Repeat. You got to repeat this. What's that one verse? Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua 1.8 Like, what did Jesus do when he was tempted in the garden by Satan? Do y'all forget that Satan went up to Jesus trying to tempt Jesus? And what did Jesus do? Did he overthink? And did he have a a mental breakdown because of the lies that was being told? Immediately, immediately he shuts down the devil by saying, it is written. This is my father's truth. And what does the devil do? He flees. Jesus set the, the most fire example for us. We get tempted. And we know, okay, this is Satan's voice. Step number one, I'm going to trust in the Lord. Step number two, that what he says is true. And I know what he says is true. And three, now that I'm in the storm and that I'm in the midst of a battle and temptation, I, I have to remind myself of God's truth. I'm going to invite him into this place of my anxiousness. And four, the next time I try to be tempted, I'm going to repeat that process to where we can be like Jesus. Every time something comes up, we cast it down. Because temptation will will try to rise, but we're going to cast that thing down. Because every knee will bow to the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Every knee. Anxiety bows down to the Lord. We can't fight this off ourselves. And... That is the cheat code to how I to how I conquered this thing. And it's not a me thing. It's a God thing. I just let him. I just believed him. I trusted in him. And like I've said, it's easier, it's easier said than done. But I, I want to just highlight, if you get anything from this, just know that anxiety is just a huge lie. You're being lied to. You're being deceived. There is someone who is trying to attack your purpose, your calling, someone who is who is looking at your relationship with God and they are intimidated by that and will do anything in their power to, to cast you down. That is not going to work over here. Stand in your authority with the Lord. 
Know who God is and you will know who you are. Meditate on the scriptures. Cast your cares upon him. When the enemy tries to fight you, fight fight him back with the word. The spirit dwells inside of you. God is consistently with you. And you don't think you you can't cast this thing down? I promise you, anxiety is not a big monster. It is a little tiny dweeb nerd that is just a hater. (laughs) It's literally just a hater. And God wants to reveal to you that there are things much more important than this and how this is a blind spot and how anxiety is just a tactic to corrupt your relationship with God. And I really pray that a lot of y'all are waking up by this message and you could hear God's voice a lot more clear. And if you want to know what the truth is, open your Bible. You want a book of truth? There it is. You want to know how the enemy works? You want to know how the other, how the other player works? God tells you about him. But it's easy to figure out the enemy out because he has the same tactics. And like how we just read, everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And what better way to know a lie when you know the truth? So I really encourage y'all to just invest yourself into prayer. Invite God into your anxious place. Read your Bible. Read his word. Resonate with his truth. And just sit in the presence of the Lord and his love and his truth and and just... In his power. You are destined to win every battle with the power of God. And I feel like anxiety is such like a broad topic. Um, but this is this is what I wanted to dive into first. And uh, next time you have anxiety, just ask yourself, who's telling me these things? Just like how God asked Adam and Eve, who told you you were naked? Who's telling me I should be afraid right now? I shouldn't be afraid. For I have the Lord with me. You have nothing to be afraid of. Nothing. Because God's not scary. He is love. So, yeah. That was, I'm going to make sure I'm good on my timer. Oh, yeah. Doing pretty good on this one. Uh, That's the end of today's episode. I think I said everything I needed to say. But um, I'm so glad you guys listened. I hope a lot of you guys got freed from this. I actually pray that whoever has chains to to this spirit of anxiety and of fear, that those chains just break in the name of Jesus right now. And I pray that every generational curse of anxiety is renounced in the name of Jesus. This is not the time to stumble And God is going to catch you and restore you. You are in the hands of God. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. I know that God's going to do so many great things through this podcast and through even through the people listening. And I just can't wait to be a witness to that. And today's episode was just so heavy on my heart and I'm glad we got to talk about it. If you guys got any questions or um, if you guys need prayer requests, 
Um, my Instagram is saved, not soft. There's also a prayer request tab in the highlights on my profile page. If you guys need prayer of any, of any kind, please type a prayer request in that so I can pray for you. Um, and just serve you. And yeah, thank you guys for supporting me and watching and listening. And I'll just see you next Tuesday. So yeah, bye you guys. Have a great rest of the week. Stay blessed, not stressed. Oh my gosh, that applies so much to this episode. Stay blessed this week. Okay, y'all, I'll see you next week. Bye.